Let's go. Okay, you cannot change anything unless you're willing to understand it and you cannot understand it unless you're willing to explore it. A good debate doesn't get ugly and we may talk of things that make people feel vulnerable. Beliefs held sacred may be challenged because of life experiences. We're not trying to make people wrong or incite riot, but simply explore. Welcome to the Elite Thinking Club. Okay, so last week, Gentlemen, welcome, by the way. So, yeah, hello. Right. Myself, Lucas, and uh, Chris on the on the Elite Thinking Club tonight. Last week, uh, we spoke about artificial intelligence. And, you know, from that, a lot of people had different perspectives on it, whether it was good for us or bad for us. And we also spoke about loads of other things. But one of the main takeaways that um, came of last week's session was uh, bring more to the table than you take away. And that was powerful. You know, it, it gave people like an idea that um, you can see where you're at in any conversation. You know, you want to you wanna aspire to contribute because we were talking about uh, like capitalism and communism last week. And we're talking about um, how Bill Gates, he believe well, he thinks that we're overpopulated and we need to, you know, shed some of the slack so to speak you know we, we can't be carrying people anymore it's now a time for action we need to start getting rid of people that don't contribute to the world um as a as a large and a whole and 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 um save ourselves now survival of the fittest and then there's that morality and also like who do you think you are you're not god you don't have the right and I, know, I don't mean you don't have the power. You could have the power, but, you know, you don't have the right to decide who lives and who dies. And then there was, like, I used Marvel as an example and Thanos, and then we rolled into Hitler and, and, and all sorts of these ideas. And so then you create this, what, conspiracy of how do we get rid of, say, three billion people? How can we wipe it out? How can we population control under the radar, so to speak? And then in came the pandemic and we spoke about that. But on this conspiracy thing, those of you that don't know, Chris Chicken has a podcast called Chicken's Chat. And I love it um, because it's veterans, uh, British Army veterans, and they just literally speak about their careers and their experiences and their minds. Um, but a particular episode which I really valued, right, was the one on conspiracies uh, because it's something that interests me a lot. And I'm not sure about you guys, the listeners, but Chris, go ahead. Like you've done the top 10 conspiracies from count that from 10 to one. Right. And oh, man, it was a great episode. Really good stuff. Go yeah, ahead. So, I mean, I was, uh, obviously I was, supp I was supposed to have a, a really old veteran um who I, so, I was supposed to record that week and um they obviously <laughs> he had some technical issues right. um, it, it never really sort of um it never really happened so I, I do hope to get him on there in the future but it was an idea i had uh at the beginning to do the conspiracy theories but you, when you do a podcast obviously you start on a certain subject but i just thought you know what i'm gonna throw it out there me, me and a couple of the guys always talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, so I went for the, like you said, I went for the, the top as such, talked about conspiracies in America. And <laughs> I'm glad you liked them, man. And what I did anyway is I've, I've picked out three. Right. Of the conspiracy theories that we can discuss. I've, I've kind of gone for one that's really out there. Mm -hmm. one that's hard, really difficult to not say that it's yes. not true. And one which is really difficult to not talk about. Right. I love it. All right. Before you start, before you just begin, Chris, with the first one, I'm just going to change the, um, just in case someone comes out with a knowledge bomb, you know I write on the board. So yeah. let me uh, just make a fresh sheet. All right. This is awesome. This is awesome. So, Chris chicken 
Chickens Chat Guys podcast, link in the description. But yeah, Chris, set us off. What's the first one? But, so the first one I've chose is like really out there. <laughs> you know what? I was surprised actually that it come in at number six because I think a lot of people talk about it, but almost say they don't talk about it, but they do because it's really hard not to talk about. So I'll read the paragraph just like I did in the podcast because I think yeah. it sort of sets it up. Yeah. So the title is Aliens Are Contacting Us. Okay. So a variety of events come under uh, beliefs in alien contact. Among these are mysterious, like the 1947 crash of a flying saucer in Roswell, New Mexico. The insuring government covered up that incident supposedly links to Area 51, a top secret military base where experimental research is carried out, giving rise to rumors the studies are actually on aliens and their technology so title are the aliens con- trying to contact us <laughs> right so the idea of an alien was planted in my mind through film and media and other people like never would i have thought it up myself you know i think i would have maybe looked at the stars and probably wouldn't even fathom what they are. I would have created my own spirituality or own imagination of what they are. And, you know, I always talk about, or I say always talk about, um, as mentioned, they are stars, um, not planets, right? And so for, for us, we need Earth. We're from Earth. It's the perfect habitat for us, so to speak. Like, any closer to the sun we'd burn to death any further away we'd freeze to death right like we have life right and for there to be another life um other than all the animals and the plants like on this planet we're all built for it to be around maybe they do visit and realize well we can't actually stay we're not actually built for this so I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm just saying we're perfect for this planet. Extraterrestrials may pass by. And who knows? Maybe there was one that had a malfunction on its fly. And then it started gravitating towards Earth and hit Earth. And it was like, you know, fight a jet down or something. And yeah, why not as human race use it as an opportunity to experiment and discover. And then also to protect the fragile minds of us as humans and telling us the truth that there are there is extraterrestrials out there and they fly flying saucers and they're way advanced than we are and don't tell us that ignorance is bliss you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was uh i've watched so many documentaries i won't lie i've watched so many um like ancient aliens and stuff like that and uh, obviously, you've got things like Stonehenge and all those kind of places where, to do with the stones. Yeah. Some of the stones are like obviously impossible to move, even now, you know, along with the pyramids and stuff like that. And I just find it impossible to say that another life form hasn't been involved in some kind of way on this planet. Um, for especially for me. Um, I mean, I've watched some other ones, though, where, you know, that people have talked about being abducted and, and had a, a baby's planted in them. Those ones, for me, I'm a bit like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, the pyramids, for example, they say that, like, the way they're built, so precise and yeah. in alignment with certain planets, or, I mean, certain stars, and even, like, the geometry of the Earth, they're so well-balanced and someone said it would have took a phenomenal amount of engineering um, to, to, to put that together. And we, we, we wouldn't even be able to do it now, with, even with all of the precision tools we have and, um, you know, minds we have, I suppose. It's, it's hard to fathom that back then, and I'm not saying just because they were in the past, they weren't as advanced as we are, they probably were they were a civilization you know 
uh, thriving civilization that those Egyptians. But then someone also said to me that could it be possible, Jules, that the pyramids were already there, but the Egyptian people stumbled upon them and then built their civilization around them like they didn't actually create them. Do you get what I mean? Like stumbling across the Stonehenge just because we see it in our lifetime and we think oh, I couldn't have been that old. For all we know, it could be old. It could have been like, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, it's the only thing I'd say about that is um, the you can radioactively date the pyramids back to the age they were formed by looking at the minerals inside of the sandstones it was made of. Yeah. Um, you can use radioactive decay and the half-life of certain elements. For example, rubidium and strontium. You've got potassium and argon. Um, they decay at certain rates and you can measure what they are now you can know the decay rate and you can work sort of backwards from today to figure out what they were like in the past right so i hit you with something lucas yeah i i love that you talk like that it's a story of a gentleman that used to go into the pyramids and like an explorer and Apparently, he used to use a cutthroat razor where you'd have to use um, single blades. And whilst he was in them doing his research, he'd left the blade on the side and ventured deeper into the pyramids. I don't know, for like a day or two. And on his return, came back to the razor blade and it was razor sharp again, like better than new. And he recorded that it had some like rejuvenating power so even though we can trace back the build up like the minerals that make it the, the the stone like the stone and the gravel and everything you mentioned in its prime it had the power to be rejuvenating it never decayed so to speak someone said what like someone said they were so advanced, they used the flow of the Nile or the river, which when it was built, supposedly was closer to the pyramids because over the course of time, the river shapes, it moves, you know, I don't know what they call them, meanders where they left and right, the bends of the river, but it gets further away from the pyramids. Whereas when they were built, they were built very close to the pyramids. So they had the power of, I don't know, turbine water power to create maybe electricity and not only did they use water waves and and um, combine that with electricity through the kinetic power they also used sound waves and the pyramids would act as like a transmitter or a emitter it would give off like radio waves to its people so as if to replenish all of its surrounding energy. So if you put people in there with the power of our minds connected with the flow of water and the, you know, the electricity and sound, all these combined waves, all this compressed energy, does it have the power to rejuvenate? I'm not saying that I know a lot about the Egyptians. I'm just saying some stuff that I've obviously heard and just repeating it. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. That's a crazy way to look at it, Jules. That's a crazy way. You never know, do you? It's, 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 they, there's hieroglyphics. Is it hieroglyphics? There's hieroglyphics on the wall. There are images of things like a light bulb, you know, where the filament's yeah. inside and the glass on the outside. Just because, like, most, most people of uh, our lifetime, our generations, like, let's say 300 years, we are ignorant. We think we're superior because we're later on down the line. Like you only repeat what you know. So if you think you've seen the evolution of cassette tape to CD player to MP3 now to just streaming, you think, oh my God, we're so advanced because you've seen just your snippet of evolution. But a civilization thousands of years ago, when the the you know the sands of time have passed the earth buried beneath us are probably mate there's probably uh, advanced technology that yeah advanced technology that we couldn't even fathom yet the only remains are these structures of things that we still can't fathom 
Yeah, I think there's um I watched uh, one program actually and I think they opened a tomb and inside the inside the, the tomb was um almost like a, a structure, a stone straight structure. Sitting in the middle of it was a wooden plane. Which is 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 <laughs> right. Right. And then hear this one. So people talk about Egyptian mummies and obviously just touched on um, rejuvenating a metal razor blade. If they did oh, say if to use that as an example. I mean, if they can create like if they can rejuvenate life, they, they maybe had the power to actually bring back the dead like, or or preserve life or. You know, this is going to sound way out there, and I don't mean to offend no one. However, it's quite renowned, though, that the Egyptians used to have orgies at funerals because they believed in the cycle of life and death. Yeah. They believed that re, you know, procreation and death, there was a very, very fine line. So during the funeral, one of the rituals would be we are going to celebrate it by recreating life. And, you know, I don't know if many people know that, but... That was one of their beliefs and, and imagine if you did that in a um, chamber in a pyramid where there's emitting sound waves and electric waves and you know water waves and all of this who knows who knows oh. who knows no you don't know and that's the thing where i talk about the rocks because they, they, they there's something about the rocks that a lot of people um have a feeling about that there is energy coming through the rocks as such so you know you could be you could be right man yeah. Because what's your your thoughts on uh, aliens trying to contact us? Um, I've always been like quite interested in it. Um, so I study like astrology and stuff, and there's definitely something out there. I can tell you that for now, um, because our solar system. There's a video on YouTube, and it just puts into comparison how big we are. So the universe is expanding at the speed of light, which is three times. I don't know, uh, 300 meters a second, I think. I oh, know that's speed of sound. Uh, three times 10 to the eight meters per second is the speed of light. So that is constantly expanding as uh, light travels in, you can think of it as like rays as it travels out from a center point. Um, and our small solar system is minuscule. We're barely even a dot um, compared to the rest of the, there's so many people use uh, solar systems. There's I think, I don't know how many there are, but solar systems make up galaxies and there's thousands of galaxies in the universe. Um, so there's, the chances of there not being anything out there are so minuscule to, the odds just outweigh each other. So I definitely think there is something out there. The thing that fascinates me is crop circles. <laughs> I will read on crop circles all day long. I still haven't found an answer to them. Um, because they are, they're perfect circles and you, you can't, if people say that they, uh, the farmers go out there and they stamp on the crops and make these circles, but you can't make a perfect circle as hard, like as hard as you try, it is nearly impossible to create a perfect circle, let alone surrounding it by four or five other circles. So crop circles are the one that confuse me a bit and they mess with my mind. Um, but I definitely think there's something out there. There is, people have said that the government have hidden stuff, Lincoln, like you said in the, at the start with Area 51. Um, and I think it was in September this year or last year, last year, um, and everyone was going to raid Area 51 and there was a big rally out in the States and it sort of just sort of fell flat on the day. But who knows because there's been sightings of fighter pilots um for the states that have seen these flying objects which are defying the laws of physics that are considered unbreakable um these objects traveling at ridiculous velocities changing directions suddenly and these fighter uh, pilots have recorded it whilst flying their jet and they're losing their mind and then they've obviously been taken they've been taken straight and when they landed to the government and they've been made to sign stuff and not say anything. So whether the government are testing stuff and they're not telling people or if it's alien life forms, either someone knows in on our planet, but 
the, for the everyday public that's not accessible. Well said, Lucas. Well said. Totally agree with you there, man. And and to be brutally honest, uh, who if we were to come into contact with aliens like life forms, would we favour them or not? You know, as in the sense that people always feel what they can't understand. We we've been sold images by the media and films of what an alien looks like. But for all I know, I could be sitting at a bus stop and there could be one right next to me that takes the form of a human, looks like a human, talks to me. And I'm just like, all right, cool, let's just get on. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I don't know, I'm happy to get along. If I did know, would I be off-ish, you know? <laughs> God, it's mad, isn't it? People obviously picture the the typical alien, this big green, basically based around a human figure. Um, but how do we know that they're not? They're just a, how they could just be a form of energy that has their own DNA, mitochondria that makes its decisions. But it's not necessarily going to be. I'm trying to think of an example, um, like your typical green alien that people tend to draw, like. Uh, primary school and stuff. Um, they could be, could be anything from the future. Yeah. Yeah, from the future, time travel. So they're not actually aliens. They're actually humans, yeah. just you know, in a, you know, running alongside us in like a, not a parallel universe, but a. They're from the future, because time travel, as we all know, time is a construct of man just to govern us to keep the machine going right but there isn't any real you can't put a definite time on time there's no such thing we exist every moment in the moment because what happened in the past that's memory that can't re-exist now and what's happened in the future has already happened we're just stepping into it every moment and present you know and um so if if the future is already there yeah time travel someone somewhere could have just hence why you found that plane well no not you chris but hence why they found the plane in the pyramid yeah you know what i mean i was gonna say that earlier you never know do you, you never know <laughs> it's great i always find that when i very first watched that found that so creepy i was like what you know what i mean so mad so mad. So are we all agreeing that, I mean, I think we all agree that, that there's a very high possibility that aliens exist, um, but are we agreeing that they're trying to contact us? I, agree, I believe they exist. Or I am very, if someone had to say yes or no, I'd say yes. Um, I would definitely take a stance and say yes, if I had to bet one or the other. Um, so much so to the point that I'd be willing to bet, like, I don't even need to bet. I'm, I'm on that side. You know what I mean? That's it, 100, right? Yeah. But if they're trying to contact us, pardon me, to be brutally honest, I think if they are what, we've, what we touched on, being from the future, I think they know not to meddle with our present with our state, because if they do meddle with it, it will it will alter theirs. So they need to be very careful. You know, they need to be very careful. And um, that's not that time travel works like that. Time travel doesn't work like that because they're present. Um, if they came to us, that would still be in essence their present. They're not coming back. You know that it, we exist in their current. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. It, it does make sense. You know, so therefore, they're not actually meddling with their future because their future it now involves us. I just think that they are wise enough to know that going backwards isn't. It's it's almost like if we went back to see the very first. Uh, homo sapiens if we were to go back and see the very first primitive version of us like 
they would be baffled, absolutely baffled. Um, yeah. So it's probably not really worth our time. We might study them. We might be fascinated by them, just like the aliens are probably fascinated by us. Look how we used to be. You know what I mean? We can learn a lot from us. Um, but I wouldn't spend all day back there, personally. Amazing way to look at it, mate. You know what I mean? I, I'd probably yeah. visit and then be like, this is how we used to be. Oh, great, but it's kind of boring compared to what we are now. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, great, mate. I never really thought of it like that. Mad things, man. But yeah, I, good conspiracies, man. What, what number was that? Because it was six. That was number six. I chose that one because it's just so far out there. So I thought I'd choose it. Um, I actually, the next one I actually chose was number five. And the reason why I chose number five is because of uh, all of the conspiracies, it's, it's very difficult to look past it, not being uh, factual as such. Okay. Um, so... I'll I'll start with the uh, with the title, and that is uh, JFK's assassination. Oh man! So I'll read a quick paragraph on. So, fifty-one percent of Americans believe that there was a conspiracy behind the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. In a large national survey in two thousand and thirteen, the popularity of the particular theory stems from the horrific murder in nineteen sixty-three of President Kennedy and the lack of clear, satisfying explanation for who was really behind it. While the shooter, Lee Harvey Oswald, got the official blame, parties at the CIA, KGB or the mob have been implicated in the public consequences. The, the particular of the particulars of the theory focus on analysing whether there was just one gunman and if more shots were fired, and officially claimed. So, was JFK assassinated by purpose and not by uh, Harvey Oswald? The Harvey Oswald. Thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, this is a whole can of worms. And there's so much, like you say, about the facts. Yeah. And all I want to say on it, first and foremost, is that I totally believe that for some reason in America, there's like these assassin people. There are these, I don't want to call them ruling elites because they don't rule, but they are some sort of organizations that keep very quiet and they've got an agenda. And if anybody tries to alter that agenda, they're getting taken out of the game. And that's like with either, you know, Princess Diana, Tupac Shakur, because Tupac Shakur only 26 years old when he got killed. And I know they made the story great saying it was, you know, gang warfare and all that. But I don't believe that to be true because at 26 years old, I used to listen to him and I used to think he's a lot older than he was. You give that man another 10 years. He's a revolutionary. He's the next, uh, you know, Che Guava or, whatever. you know, I, he was going places in a short space of time. And so they, they, they kill them off real quick. And JFK, from what I know, not saying I know everything, I'm just saying from what I know, was a very upstanding man. Like, believed in a lot of good justice. You know, doing his, what the people needed, taking down corruption. We don't need that. We're trying to do what's good for the people, the better of the human race. And there are some people who have an agenda against that and they know we need to stop this man. But then that does bring in the, um, the conspiracy because to have a, a one assassin like Lee Harvey Oswald plant it all on him and he used a weapon that you know, you've got to be one hell of a marksman to, to pull off a shot like that, reload and, you know, get the same, the next shot off and hit the target. You and I, Chris, you know, remember doing, um, we would do, uh, we would be trained as marksmen in most weapon systems, pistols, rifles, machine guns, um, 
snipers, but I never went snipers route. And even those marksmanship principles, even in the most controlled settings, um, without a moving target, by the way, I remember like <clears throat> zero in my rifle alone, making sure yeah. my, my, my foresight, I don't know if it's rear sight, I've got a bit of skill fade, but making sure that I was, you know, z- zeroed, like making sure I was on point so that, so that, you know, distance wise, then given the wind. Yeah. And again, I said it wasn't even a moving target. Mate, he had to be one hell of a ninja. So I'm not saying that he wasn't. I'm just saying to hit two consecutive shots from a certain distance with a weapon system like that on a moving target, you know, I'm just saying, I'd I'd bet money he wouldn't make the shot, especially twice. You know what I mean? Was it only twice? (laughs) Yeah, so they they believe there was a, a second shot, as, as supposedly. I mean, I, I mean, I watched a lot of documentaries. On it. They got some of the best marksmen, uh, basically shooters in in America, and they could not hit the target. Wow. They couldn't hit it, you know. And it's a far distance, a real far distance. Um, obviously, in the conspiracy in the documentary, they believe that behind. Um, Behind the president was obviously his uh, his bodyguard. They believe that possibly one of them took the shot at close range, but just obviously the, the weapon was sort of like in his jacket, and then obviously then they said obviously the shot come from up high. So that that is one of the beliefs because he was actually moved. Where he was supposed to have his autopsy as well, which uh, obviously is against the law in most states, uh, president or not. So that's what, there's a lot of question marks over a lot of things. Yeah, for real, there is. And I didn't, I didn't hear that one about the bodyguard, but that does make perfect sense, you yeah. know, because yeah, it just makes sense. But you know uh, that uh, I swear I call him the mind guy, but he's a brilliant mind, Darren Brown. Yeah, yeah. Right, Darren Brown. This guy, for those that don't know, you got to research this man. He's very good at um, the power of the mind. Bit of a trickster. Can't call him a magician. But, you know, he's banned from casinos um, in all states because he's got the power to put you under a spell very quickly, that man. He knows that he can predict you, he, he can read you. And Darren Brown, look him up. He did a social experiment on um, an innocent person and he believed that you can hypnotize someone into seeing triggers and they will act out a certain instruction once they see those triggers so i think the experiment for him he trained an innocent person to see a red polka dot dress on a woman and when he sees that he he would pull a gun from his jacket and shoot someone um this kind of reminds me of uh marvel and bucky the winter soldier reference marvel man so much but uh, yeah, it it can be done. You can hypnotize someone. So this innocent person, let's say it's Lee Harvey Oswald, maybe he didn't take the shot, but he was hypnotized into being at that place at that time to kind of fit the, you know, he's an innocent pawn in a in a grander yeah thing. Can you be hypnotized? to have that level of skill to be able to hit two consecutive shots? Or where does the level of hypnotization, if that's a word, reach before natural talent or genetics sort of takes over? Yeah, for real. I mean, I think you can be hypnotized to a certain degree, but you can't be hypnotized into judging the distance, the wind, and the movement of the car. Because let's say, for example, the car was meant, you can be hypnotized to like take a shot when a car's moving at 15 miles an hour with zero wind and you've got, you know, the perfect zero in on your rifle. But let's say, for example, that day he dropped the suit, he dropped the rifle case, so it just knocked it a little bit and the wind is blowing that day 
and the car is driving 16 miles an hour, even though you're hypnotized to hit the perfect shot under certain conditions, because the conditions have changed, you're, you can't override your hypnosis. You know what I mean? You, you're, you're, you're programmed. So I guess I'm going to have to say that you can't be hypnotized into hitting a perfect shot. You can be hypnotized into taking a shot, but to land the shot, nah, man. It's just, and you know what? They did the autopsy or someone, I, I remember doing it in school, the angles of the bullets, like, <laughs> the magic bullet, I think is what they called it, isn't it? The magic bullet. Yeah, it's just, ah, oh, nah. I, yeah, I think, sorry. The, the crazy thing was, obviously, was, was, Oswald was obviously shot at point blank, wasn't he? And, and killed, unfortunately. Um, so, whatever sort of happened or whether he had anything to do with it, it would died with him that day. And obviously, because of the way that happened, it's another question mark. Whereas, why did they actually kill him? That They're obviously always going to say that, listen, he was killed because he killed the president. You know what I mean? It was almost, was it someone important who actually killed Oswald to stop him from talking or to make it look like he did do it by killing him in the first place? It's a real shame, real shame that we live in a time when we're still killing each other. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, as, as far as I've learned about the history of man from Homo sapiens to now, I'm not talking about any civilizations prior or anything like that. Our history has dictated there's been like so much death um, unnecessarily in the past. People fighting for survival to the point that, you know, millions at some times, millions are dying. Um, and I, I hate that. It's still a thing. Unfortunately... I don't think that's ever going to change for us as a human race. I think it's always going to be in our DNA to survive. And if ever you feel threatened or are in a position where you feel like your life is under threat, you will do the necessary act to stay alive. Yeah. And I think what it takes a lot for someone just to kill someone like, like that it takes a lot of planning, takes a lot of preempted thought. I mean, there must, it couldn't have been one man. There must have been a group of people, you know, to almost have that collective decision. And then that collective decision kind of gives them the, uh, the justification. Like they're like, yeah, we're all making this decision, right? Looking around the room, we all know what needs to be done, don't we? And everyone's like, you know, justifying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're on your own, you'd, qu you'd question, you'd second guess, you'd doubt yourself. You'd be like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if this is right. Um, but yeah, so... The worst thing about it is that they aren't held accountable. Yeah. Who are these people? They're still out there then. Yeah. And to invoke fear like that puts people in a state of control. You know, when they stormed, it wasn't the White House. Who, who, what, what building was that they stormed when Trump rallied? Um, the latest one in the election. I'm so... Yeah, that, I think everyone. I can't remember. I think everyone remembers what you mean. Yes, the 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 vulnerability of the building. They were saying, "Oh my God, security! How could they allow this to happen?" To be brutally honest, I don't think that their security is top notch as they make out. You and I have both been soldiers, Chris. You and I know we could break into an army camp with a pen. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that yeah. it's not protected. It's got guards on the front gate, but that's about it. I'm not putting it out there for all the terrorists out there and people that want to go and have a good laugh, but I'm just saying sometimes invoking fear puts people in, in a state of, we can't mess with the government. They will kill you. And it's just like, are we fearing something that doesn't exist? So to kill someone like JFK creates this power for them. Like the untouchables, no one knows who we are. But if you step, you step wrong, we'll kill you. And it's kind of like we just stormed one of your buildings. Yeah. Literally, people just walked through one of your buildings. Are you as powerful as you say you are? Are you as strong as you say you are? 
you know. Yeah. One of them ones there. That we're going way off it here. But yeah, JFK. It's good. It's good. Every now and then I think they have to kill someone just to reinvoke the fear. It's I think looking at. I think conspiracy theory, or this goes for anything, it's easier to disprove something than to prove it. So if you have a wild explanation or thought, so the JFK assassination or looking at aliens reaching out to some pyramids and it goes to anything, the Bermuda Triangle, whatever, it's easier to disprove something that someone's put forward than to prove it because you only need one thing to be true for it to be disproven. Whereas to prove it, you need everything. 100% has to be true for people to accept it. That is very well said, Lucas. So then why don't they prove it? In a, in a, in a time where autopsies and public people like figures and doing these you say about these fighter jets when they see flying uh, UFOs they have to sign documents if, if they're not willing to prove it then we have all of the evidence we need because it's simple it's simple it's like if you can't prove that what I'm saying is wrong then it must be right but they can that time round and go, well, what evidence do you have to support this? And then you've literally got someone else's word. Nah, we just spoke about the marksmen that tried to take the same shot. We just spoke about um, the the bullets at different angles. We, we spoke about how JFK got taken to a different um, yeah. morgue for autopsy. We've got a lot of evidence supporting what we're saying. What I'm saying is they're not giving the evidence that we need to stop us saying this. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if people rally together, because you, by a, this, a single person from the public, is not going to get the same attention than if half the population of the globe rally together. But that—that's my point. Like to yeah. stop them, to stop the people gathering, they kill someone like JFK, Tupac Shakur, Princess Diana. Because every now and then someone needs to die just to invoke the fear in people. We're fearing people just like you and I. They wake up every day, they take a shit, they bleed, they probably have fear of death. You know, they're just people. But but because they have killed someone like JFK, organised planning and, and all of this, and they're, they're covering it up really well, for some reason people fear that. They think they're not human. They don't think they shit the same every day. They don't think they have cups of tea. They don't think that they're the same, but they are. And I think that level of fear, that's where the power, the, the power dynamic exists. So I've got another small view, like an alternative view to this, which is sort of adds on to what you just said. Is it confirmed that JFK is dead or have they staged his assassination and he has become what, uh, like a ghost. But so there's a, there's a film on Netflix called six underground. Um, and this ghost figure is taking down these dictatorships, um, with him and his team of six people. Um, but he lives under the grid, like under the radar. He staged his death. He was a billionaire. So everyone thought he was dead. And now he's untraceable. Um, maybe is JFK a, one of these ghosts? They mm. paid him off and said, look, we need to invoke fear in the public. You're a prime target. You're going to be living under the radar off the grid. You'll lose all this. If he's people that might be struggling with the uh, the pub, uh, like how much attention they're getting, something like that. So, is it the question is, is he actually confirmed to be dead? Yo, Lucas, that's a knowledge bomb right there because the same thing that I believe happened to Michael Jackson, mate. I think that Michael's still alive because of the shadiness that surrounds his death 
And when you've got that amount of money and you feel like you just want to get off the grid, off the radar, then yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. That's a great one. That is a good one. Chris, what do you think? Well, I think it's really hard to look past it. It's really hard. It's, it's, it's a great way of looking at it. It's, it's well, difficult, very difficult. Yeah. There's, there, I mean, there's probably a secret society somewhere, you know? I mean, it, it baffled me when I only had to drive an hour away from where I grew up, Luton Town, to come to Essex and see a whole different culture, whole different breed of people, see a whole different lifestyle. And, you know, if that's only an hour away, I mean, one flight to a, to a private beach somewhere, they could potentially have their own little world there of JFKs and Michael Jacksons all just roaming around. What's going on, <laughs> Michael? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <what do> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, mad too. Right, Chris, tell us the third one because we've got 10 minutes. Let's, let's hear this one, please. Okay, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Right. I, 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 the reason why I, I chose this one is because most of the conspiracies that I, I did on, on the podcast um, all kind of lead to this, to this one. So... I'll start with the title and then I'll read the paragraph quickly. So, the title is The Secret Group Controlling the World. So, this conspiracy proposes that a secret group called the Illuminati has been really controlling the world and is looking to create a new world government. Their end goal is supposedly is to create a new world order which will dissolve national boundaries and people's identities while allowing for total control. A version of this theory also sees other groups in a similar position of the world domination, the Freemasons, the Jewish people, the Bilderberg group, or the globalists, are often invoked in right-wing media outlets like Alex Jones and Rebirth News. President Trump himself mentions that globalists and invokes fighting against insidious elites as a battle cry for his base. What's mm. the title? Secret group controlling the world. Is mm. I do believe that man's hunger for power and control will always be in their DNA because you know, trauma gets passed through DNA, survival gets passed through DNA. That's why some people are scared of dogs initially and snakes and all of that. Even your fellow man, some people, because of what's ingrained in you, in your DNA for survival. Uh, however, the godlike complex is a new thing. When man no longer worships the unknown, but worships himself, the ego. So, for there to be a ruling elite, yes. And I hate that I say just man, I'm talking, there could be women involved, but it's normally a trait of a man to dominate. If you are born into a family who already have a significant amount of power, you will naturally feel like you must take the throne and maintain that power as to not let down your father and uh, put, keep yourself on top. So let's say there's allegiances made by these unknown kings and queens and they've been battling world domination for a long time, knowing they can't do it publicly. So, you know, they'll do it under the radar, behind the scenes, systematically. And I do believe that they exist because, you know, it's, it's all control agenda with more and more surveillance, more and more restrictions, more and more loopholes for you to have to get through for financial freedom, not just for you, but for your families. And the last thing to um, secure 
that there's uh, a constant confusion or distraction is that they make us turn on each other rather than focus on the bigger problem, which is the machine of propaganda. It's like, yeah, you know, they will constantly create mini wars between innocent people to keep us away from from the limelight on them and I think that there is uh, why they why they are as they are it's a bit uh, I do I do think there's a ruling elite but I do believe also that there isn't just one group I think there are many groups and they're all at the top and they understand that you're not going to take us out of the game and we're we're not going to take you out of the game so they all kind of have to get along knowing that they'll never have a, um, a world domination of their own under one umbrella so to speak but they do know the the players in the game so let's say for example like you mentioned Jewish people there could be um, like an almighty leader of them and then we mentioned these unknown Freemasons or Illuminatis of Western world even China I mean and Russia there's some real dominating people out there I say world dominating people out there that I think they've all come to the realization that let's not play this postcode war miniature we're talking world wars now you know and I know that I'm in a position and you're in a position of similar position and I think anyone that uh, understands the game takes a a real amount of courage to challenge it for example Donald Trump tried his best had a really good run and they did everything to try and make him look like a dickhead. He didn't help himself sometimes, but he really put a, I don't know how they call it. What's the phrase they use? A spanner in the works. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't owned. He didn't have to abide by any script. This is what you say. I say what I like. Thank you very much. I'll go on Twitter right now and tell the people what they need to hear. I'm surprised he wasn't assassinated. Yeah, you know, and it's because I'm, I've only just joined. I'm I've <laughs> been having trouble with the Zoom link. Oh. You're right, Liz. Don't I worry am. About I it. was having trouble with the Zoom link. Okay, it's Getting all good. In, but I'm here. I feel like I've missed. I'm going to go back and watch, but I'm That's here. Cool. Well, welcome. We've covered. Um, we've covered all the all the aliens and. Um, oh, damn it. The pyramids and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll do, tell you what we'll just we'll do, do it again next week we'll just start it again and but yeah we're now we're talking about is there a uh, a ruling elite so to speak trying to get world domination get us all under one control agenda and yeah keep us that way Mad. would that be a bad thing Lucas, that was beautifully said at the perfect time. I also questioned this before. I said this, I asked someone this. I said, don't you think we need to be controlled? I think it was you guys on on another elite thinking. Like, we don't, we need to be. Do Do you not think it'd be better if the whole world is in unison and there is, instead of having these smaller groups, one big group with one leading and say government or so to speak like Star Wars yeah exactly going back to the evolution of how uh, societies evolve through the three stages go once you get to stage three you're into galactic transport and you're basically got Star Wars yeah you know what honestly 
to think that we submit to that um, ruling elite, so to speak. I, I don't like the idea of that. It's like modern day slavery, and I can't have that. No. You know, I can't. I, I can't have that personally. I don't think it would And work. it's even sorry. The power struggle. I don't think we would just have one. I just, I just don't, I just don't think it would work. You've had smaller places do similar things. For example, you had the, obviously it divided as well to start with, but you had Germany split into East and West and they've now combined back to what they are today. Um, you've had other places that have combined as well. Um, but I guess you have also had separation. Mm. Lucas, you're not wrong, actually. Would it be a good thing to have everyone under the same banner? Because for the longest time, like... I'm not saying dictatorship. I'm saying democracy, but all together and have everyone's interests in unison uh, instead of being separated into these countries, continents, states. We're all together and we have common interests, goals, society work similar to how it does today. But instead of having, for example, the government in the UK disagreeing with um, Donald Trump and the government out there, then why not combine them and have it all together? I think, Lucas, you're talking about that stage three, the intergalactic stage. I think it's not going to be in our lifetime, but I do believe, or so I believe, I think that there's going to be a mass um, cleanse and there will be what you're saying there will be, just less people. That's what I, that's what I think. I think in order for, to achieve the ultimate goal, a massive sacrifice needs to be made. They say where there is unity, there is always victory. And I think I think we should all be united, but I think that it's we should already be united. You know, the world is, I feel like the world is still so, like there's there's areas of the world that there's no balance, then there's areas of the world where there is balance. And I just think we're not, in the world we live in, in the, in the age we live in now, like there shouldn't be people, thousands of people dying of starvation every day. There shouldn't be like the Western world and, you know, a world where people can't even go, can't even have access to a drink of water. I just, I don't know. I think we're, we've still got a long way to go. Um, but I think unity would be great. Unity will make the weak strong. Um, mm. Unity is good for the weak, but uh, I don't know where the strong fit in on that. I don't know. Anyway, I've just gone off on a tangent there. <laughs> Sorry, no, it guys. was beautiful. It was I'm beautiful. To catch up. It, was, it was beautiful. Still powerful people pulling the strings for the rich, separating them to the poor. I think that's mm. still happening, isn't it? And I think yeah. that's where we sort of talk about special Illuminati or however way you want to look at it. It's still sort of making the rich up here and the poor down there. They're saying as well that the I know there's that saying the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. But I watched a documentary once ages, ages ago, and it was saying how they need poor in the world in order for them to be rich. Mm. Yeah. They need the lower classes. They need that system has been created. Yeah. So that that is managed and that continues. Someone explained to me once that, Jules, even if all the money in the world was evenly distributed to everybody in the world, that would make everybody a millionaire for a day. Two million. Everyone would get two million each. It wouldn't be long before the money ended up back to those who are rich and those who are poor because 
the way the system is built, the way we've created it is mm-hmm. you and I and everyone else, I suppose, needs to buy certain things and have certain means and run certain cars. It, the, the, it wouldn't take long before it all just the money, the flow of money, which is which is ultimately the flow of value mm-hmm. ends up in the hands of those who provide more value. Now, some will say, look, there are those just sitting on their ass reaping the benefits of everybody else's hard work. And it's like, you do realize those are the ones that initially put in the risk, put in the upfront investment, created the system. You know, we talked about gratitude um, a couple sessions back. And sometimes I do give so much gratitude just to be where I am right now because I didn't build this house. Now, did I build the laptop or the webcam or the water running through the taps, like the clean water running through the taps? This much bigger system that I am fortunate to be born into and the luxury of life, yeah, there are people who make or have a lot of value, say money, because look at the life I live, man, Mm. you know? So even if you did give me two million, ultimately it would end up back in their hands because mm-hmm. they're giving me the, the value does that make sense and uh, yeah so the only problem that I would have to say that is how I ended up with all of this stuff here in western world living this life of luxury is because they needed to get the resources from somewhere mm-hmm. and in the past you know excuse me they went about things very very inhumanely or you know to get those resources and it still exists to this day um but it's you know it's 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 happened it's just it's never going to go back it's never going to go it's it's where the exchange of value was unfair people never did it like say justly um they just robbed now if if what we're talking about is robbing it all back then I, I unfortunately everything would just go completely done it, it, it wouldn't we'd kill ourselves but do we need a ruling elite to oversee it all